0: welcome to d l s Central everybody I'm Damon Smith and a lot of sports happened over the past couple of weeks um first thing I want to talk about again was Super Bowl I'm glad that the Rams won it It was a great game, and I thought that they, they, um, they, it kind of went how I thought it would go for them in terms of just Cincinnati actually having a real, a real shot because of how the Rams play. Um, it was something where starting out, the Rams looked to look like they would dominate, and then OBJ goes down with the uh with the injury that knocks him out of the game and of course we find out later that he tore ACL uh you know in the same knee and so it's just that that's hard for him i feel bad for him uh in that regard uh but the game was there for the Bengals after that because the Ramses, they got they were shell shocked they really couldn't do anything they took their foot way off the get their feet way off the gas and that enabled the Bengals to come right back and with some electrifying plays I remember um, and then like they they closed the gap before halftime after the halftime show you know went to the restroom get some get some more snacks to replenish for the second half I come back. And the Bengals are up. So I'm like, wait, wait, what happened? <laughs> and so it was just a quick strike, and they had this really really heavy scoring jolt. And when I saw that happen and the the recap of it, I'm like, uh-oh, Rams are in trouble um, because they don't have OBJ. They're doing a good job of suppressing Cooper Cup. Um, and I felt like I, we were nervous about the, uh, the Rams pass rush, and it ended up being, you know, the the Bengals couldn't hold them off forever, but the Bengals were getting the Stafford too. And there were periods throughout the game where both guys were, were uh, seemingly hurt for a second. Uh, But I just think the Rams woke up because the Bengals had a, a couple of possessions where they could have busted the game wide open and extended the lead. And when the Rams noticed that the Bengals couldn't, couldn't increase the gap. I just think they woke up and said, hey, we can actually win this. And then, you know, Aaron Donald was just holding like he he put the clamps down on that on that offense uh for the Bengals and they just they couldn't do anything because Burrow didn't have time to to do anything. And um and because of that that enabled them to finally get some, some headway with Cooper Cup on offense. Then next thing you know, at the end, we we saw how it ended. It it was great, and I thought it was a, a really exciting Super Bowl to watch. I'm happy for Stafford, happy for OBJ, uh, happy for Aaron Donald. I'm um, just a lot of those guys on that team. You know, Von Miller, like they they really showed some grit and 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 kind of took over the game when they needed to, but they they were vulnerable. In, in many points in that game and to me if you're the Bengals and you look at how that game ended you just you have to you have to kick yourself because like you had them <laughs> you had them like they just they uh like the uh the Dennis Green commercial you know we you know they were who we thought they were and we let them off the hook like they they let them off the hook they let them get back in the game um because again with that that the 10 points that they scored in that in the third quarter like they really shook up the rams with that but they gave them time to recover um i thought both quarterbacks you know were pretty cool burrow i mean he's I think this is going to be a great learning lesson for him. He doesn't seem like the type of guy where things get him down um, and he has a lapse of confidence as a result of things. And so I, I feel like he, he's, he's going to be back in situations like this. And, and I feel like with what he knows now with what he learned in the Super Bowl, it'll be, he'll, he'll be a better quarterback uh, from it because again, he's, I think this is just his second year. Like he's he's still a a, a very much a young quarterback in, in this league. He's he's still kind of new. Uh so for him to get Super Bowl experience at this stage of the game is is phenomenal for him. Uh but for Stafford, I mean to me this is just the icing on the cake. I mean he he was already a decent quarterback and I didn't I, I didn't think that um based on his performance you know with the lions i didn't think that he was the type of guy that could actually lead a team to like a super bowl mainly because even like it wasn't like when he was on detroit that detroit was like sorry all the time. Like they had there were times where they they did have, you know, dominican Sue and Calvin Johnson and and other guys on the team that that uh really helped them to be successful a, a couple of seasons and they had their chances. There was one there was one season where they were for for like I guess a week or two, they were at the top of the division and it was like, oh wow, here come the Lions. You know, they got a real shot. And they would have like they would have made the playoffs if they would have just like won out like the last four to five games of the season, and they just they blew them like they couldn't beat the division you know the the guys in their division, and then they they blew the one in Green Bay It's just and when you look at how they lost those games, it was like, yeah, the defense couldn't make a stop, but Stafford just couldn't make the big play when he needed to. And so when you look at that, when you see the optics on that, uh you just feel like you know Stafford, that Stafford guy, he's he's decent, he knows how to he knows how to play the position. Um he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but he's just not going to get you over the hump to get to the Super Bowl. And to me that was a narrative and I believed that narrative. But you go to the Rams and you got weapons and and I think he 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 believed too, that. It's like, hey, if because I have all the weapons at my disposal, I need to go up a level as well. And he we we got to see that. I think he was a little shaky uh, <laughs> towards like the end of the season because we started to see more uh, mistakes. But when they needed him to to be solid, he was solid. And I thought that he he handled the you know he handled everything well, and so. Um, the Super Bowl was a little rough because those those two interceptions, I was I was nervous for him because I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like you were doing good. And then you go on. Then you, you do this in the Super Bowl. Like, come on, dude. But he he made the plays down the stretch that they got them back in the game. And all, and he made the big play with connecting with Cooper Cup at the end to seal the game, and so much much respect, much props to Stafford. And I think that this does change the narrative about him. And it's not that he was you you can't just say that oh he was on he was he won because he was just on the stacked team. No, was, he he earned it. He 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 did. He did his part. He played his role. Should he have been the MVP of the game? No. Um, because again, Aaron Donald and uh Cooper Cup were the were the the candidates for that obviously they gave it to Cooper Cup. And to me, I don't have a problem with it at all. I know a lot of people have a problem with it. Um and I could definitely understand the argument. I'll get to that in a minute. Um but he wasn't going to be the MVP of the game unless he probably threw for like four touchdowns, no interceptions and maybe had a little over 400 yards. Um, and, and it would, and it became a domination uh, over the Bengals defense uh, from a passing perspective. Then I could see um, like, if he was just slicing and dicing the defense, I could see him being the MVP at that point. But the way the game was going, he he wasn't going to be the mvp uh for that but i think he he earned a lot of respect um you know and kind of exercised <laughs> so some demons if you will uh in that regard now i mean Cam Akers didn't really give you much he had but the the one thing he did do he he redeemed himself at the end when they needed a a big time run um and that I think that helped to seal the game and, and get them in position to make the the passes that they uh you know to make the pass that they did to Cooper Cup. Uh, so you got to give them credit for that. But like, that, but that's the only thing you can kind of like say, all right, you did that. But twenty one yards for thirteen attempts. That's just that was that's probably the worst rushing stat, or one of the worst rushing stats in the super bowl and probably like the history of the games that are being played um, so that's that's that and you know again if you're the Bengals you you have to be encouraged because they they in all respects they really weren't supposed to be there and even in the super bowl we didn't expect like, I know a lot of people probably didn't expect them to put up the fight that they did. Because when you look at the weapon, the Bengals have weapons. But when you look at their weapons compared with the Rams' weapons, I mean, you just, to me, it was, it was the, uh, had all the makings for a blowout. But the Bengals came to play. And they they didn't panic when they got down um, by a couple of, you know, by some scores early. They didn't panic when, when the Rams scored, you know, in the first quarter. And then they scored again in the second quarter. Um, they didn't kind of like, you know, freeze up. But they came back with a touchdown of their own uh, towards the end. So it's like they showed their fight. They showed their grit. Burrow was getting beat up. <laughs> but um he he was he was still finding guys and I just feel like the the Bengals like if they shore up their offensive line that that's to me that's the only thing that they have to do if they shore up their offensive line maybe even get like a uh a a like a a stronger tight end um you know that they can kind of that Burrow can kind of go to as a safety net um but if if to me, the offensive line they sure that up, maybe you know, maybe uh, sure up maybe their linebacking core a little bit. I think they'll they'll be great, they'll be fine, and they'll they'll be a force to be reckoned with because Burrow is uh, one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the league, so he he deserves that honor. Um, because he he definitely brings something to the table where you have to actually game play you have to worry about him because he he plays the quarterback position pretty good so they'll be i think they'll uh they'll be okay i with that division with the aoc north is it's always gonna be a tough a tough uh division like it's a it's a hard division to get out of because It's not that it's like they got Baltimore in a division. And I guess I mean, I like my my Browns are competitive and they beat the Bengals twice uh, in the regular season. So um, they they actually have have to worry about getting out of their division, too. I mean, and even though the Steelers are probably going to not be that great, you still have to. To, to go on the Steelers and play tough because their game is predicated on on physicality and toughness and it, you're you're going to come out of a play, of a game with Pittsburgh a little bruised up just that's just how they play um and so they're going to have to show that they that they went up a level next year i think to 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 get back to where they were this year so, but it's it's a hard mountain to climb. And when you think about teams that have lost the Super Bowl, um for some some teams, especially if they're loaded, you know, they they can come back. Like if you know, the Bills, they, you know, they went to the Super Bowl a couple of times. Um but for teams like uh, per se, like the Raiders when they went to the Super Bowl or like the Panthers when they went and and, and got beat, like in the Falcons when they went to the Super Bowl uh against the Patriots like it did something it it did something to their team like they it 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 kind of broke them a little bit and they just and they could never get even close to Super Bowl caliber again after that and for some they couldn't even get back to the playoffs and so it just it's when you're climbing that mountain and you reach the and you, you reach the uh the, the top and you get knocked off, it's just it's for some it's really hard to overcome getting that far and not winning. Especially when you consider like how the Bengals lost. It's like you're three points away. Like it you lost twenty three to twenty. Like that just that's heartbreaking. Or like when you if uh you consider like the Tennessee Titans when they were in the Super Bowl It's like they were a hair away from getting in the end zone, like, and they never made it back after that. And so it's just, it it's tough. It's hard to get back. It's it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to make the playoff. It's not an easy thing to win a game (laughs) in the NFL. And you can you can you can uh you know. I guess talk to the to the Browns and the and the Lions and and they'll they'll prove that to you. It's just it's not a given that you'll win a game, let alone get back to the top and get to Super Bowl level. Um now when we talk about legacies, I think for Aaron Donald, this was the this was the uh the game that solidified his legacy as probably one of the most elite defensive players in NFL history is one of the, the most ferocious forces. I don't want to say it, it makes him equal with LT um, because to me from a defensive perspective, LT is the Michael Jordan of uh, like, you know, like guys that play that position. And so um you know, when you talk about defender, I I, I believe uh, LT L T is is the Michael Jordan of that just because he was just a force of nature and he impacted so many things <laughs> uh when he was on the field playing. Um he was just he was scary. And I think Aaron Donald is probably uh very close to that. Like if if uh Taylor is I mean, you know, if Taylor's one I would put Aaron Donald at you know maybe two or three, um, but it's just yeah to me he he solidified his 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 uh his spot as definitely top five uh, best defensive players ever, uh, especially with this because he already had the numbers and the stats and the impact on the field to do it anyway, but to 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 cap it off with a Super Bowl, that just puts him. It, it it puts him, um, you know, solidified in that spot, and there's not anyone that's probably going to argue with that. Um, speaking of arguments, the the whole Cooper Cup versus Aaron Donald on who who should have won the Super Bowl MVP, I just think it's hard. <laughs> I, I, I said on Twitter like it's uh, you know, responding to somebody uh who, who felt that uh, you know, it was was it it might have been Twitter or YouTube, uh who felt like, oh, you know, Aaron Donald should have got should've got it. I just feel like and I explain like it it's more of like a it, it's it's kind of a tough chicken versus egg conversation because you can't have one without the other, like, they, like, if Aaron Donald doesn't do what he does, the Rams don't get in position to, to get the, you know, the drive that they got, you know, but at the same time, if Cooper Cup doesn't catch that, like, they lose the game, (laughs) and they've been trying to shut him down, that was their whole game plan, the, the defense's game plan all game was, do not let Cooper Cup beat you, and that's what happened. They they just they can only hold him back for so long. Uh, if he doesn't make that catch, if he drops it, they lose the game, and that's that's why you have, uh, you know, guys of that caliber, you know, because it's not just that they have talent, but you count on them when you need to win the game, when the game's on the line, you go to them and they they deliver and to me that's that's what people um when they when they quantify what greatness is that's what they look at when when the game's on the line when I when I, when we need you to make a play when we need you to 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 win the game when we need you to show up you do it and the guys that do show up and rise to the occasion and and um you know deliver the goods and 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 win you know, and win the game and execute the play and, and 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 um and come through. That's what they say. Hey, that's the goat. You know that guy is 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 greatness personified. You know that that's what makes uh the us uh, say that's a great player is is not just at their ability, but it's 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 how they use their ability when it matters. And I think that uh, that's what you can say about Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald in that situation. And then it's like you, you have to switch it. You can make the argument for Aaron Donald again. It's like, yeah, okay, they got the touchdown. But if Aaron Donald doesn't make that heroic stop, you know, then they lose the game too because they were getting field goal range. But they don't even get in that position for Aaron Donald to make the stop unless Cooper Cup makes the catch. So it's just... It's back and forth. I would personally um it, it would have been nice if they would have gave it to Aaron Donald. Um, but I think that when you come to, when it comes to football, the office, I think the uh whoever des- decides on on these particular awards, I think that their uh more credit is always gonna be given to the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side of the ball. I just think that that's, there's a bias there. Um, and even though we always like to say defense wins championships, but to me, the, the awards prove that the, who who gets the awards prove that uh, it seems like, even though we want to say defense wins championships, we, we award, the, the awards that are given out show that well we care more about offense and offense um you know plays the the most factor in in the how the game is won or lost. That's why for me when I hear that I think it's an inadequate statement. I would I would change it to say offense wins championships, defense secures championships. Um because without your defense you can't hold on to to the lead that you have in order to uh you know win the championship so you need to put up points offense is is very important because you can have a great defense but if you can't score then it's all for naught and then eventually your defense gets tired and and, you know and then you get scored on Um, but it's just to me you it's an inadequate statement as it relates to just how things go from a football uh perspective. defense secures the championship offense is what you need to actually win it because you got to score more points than the other team uh, but the main thing also is you have defense so that you can keep the other team from scoring more points than you <laughs> so yeah, one wins one secures uh, but with that being said. I think that they need to provide two awards uh when it comes to the MVP because to me that would be the, the 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 most fair way to do that. You have an offensive MVP and you have a defensive MVP because they both play a vital role in winning the championship. And so you to me I would have given the offensive MVP award to Cooper Cup, and I would give the defensive MVP award to Aaron Donald. And then you're good because both guys were on on their side of the ball. They they were very valuable to the outcome of the game. So that's my solution. Whether they do that is another story. But that's that's my idea for it. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television that look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news documentaries and more and so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community they're only going to get better they're only going to keep growing they're going to continue to increase content so they've just started out their kickoff was the fall of this year so join in sign up and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet music time Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuuzictyme.com It's time for music. The NFL season has come and gone. It's it's a sad time. The first the first couple of weeks after the nfl season ends i i I, me along with a lot of other nfl fans you you feel sad because it's just you it's it's a really exciting sport and you you build anticipation throughout the week to watch it and um to it, it's it, it's one of the most exciting games that i you know that that I just I love to to witness and talk about. And you just you it you kinda just feel down because you miss the the build up of everything. But at the same time, the the cool thing about it is the off season is just as exciting. There's a lot of storylines uh, going on. Uh you know, will Aaron Rodgers retire? Or or will he play? Is Tom Brady really retired? Um, because of course, like like all uh, athletes that retire for the first time, they can't just close the door. They have to leave it open a crack. Oh, never say never. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> you like. Just, just appreciate. Just be happy with the career that you had, and just, just no, don't leave any room for doubt. If you are retired, just, just retire. Like, just let it go. You are forty four. Yes, you you came out on top, and oh, you know, I could still play. He could still play. He could probably still play for another two years, and even if he he his quality drops off a little bit we're still going to give him the respect as that's Tom Brady it's not like we're going to treat him like we probably would Ben Roethlisberger where it's like hey that's the guy that you, that uh is a shell of what Ben Roethlisberger was you know that but it would be hey that's Ben Roethlisberger and to me that's that's the difference between the two i felt like the last couple of years with Ben Roethlisberger, was that he just, he wasn't Ben Roethlisberger. Like, he was a shell of himself. He'd give you flashes of that guy that won two Super Bowls and was just one of the most dangerous, terrifying quarterbacks on the field because he just, when they, if, if they were close, like if it was a close game and he got the ball back, 75% of the time he's going to win the game. It's just... But that guy for the past couple, like two to three years, he he wasn't him. And it, Pittsburgh didn't do him any favors uh, because they didn't protect him. Uh, you know, their offensive line was just atrocious. And, yes, he's a big guy, but you still need to protect your quarterback. Um, and I just felt like they – if I was to blame someone for the uh, Roethlisberger decline I'm, I'm, decline, I'm blaming the offensive linemen and the offense and the coaches because it's like you guys didn't protect him. Some of those injuries that he experienced could have been avoided if you protect him. I think one of the reasons why Brady got to got to play as long as he did it was because there the offensive lines that he were that he was on in, in uh, New England. Um, in And, and this to some degree in Tampa were top notch like they made sure that that Brady was protected, yet yeah, did he get sacked and and hit sometimes? yeah, um, but it wasn't to the degree like Burrow is getting hit, like like Roethlisberger was getting tagged. We got Russell Wilson having to run for his life every play. <laughs> to, <laughs> to me, that was that was the Seattle offense. Okay, Russell Wilson, you know, as soon as he hikes the ball, he has to run for his life because they can't block him. And but because of his ingenuity, he 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 uh, buys enough time to see somebody get open so that he can make a play. Is just that was the Seattle offense you know um with that that is the Seattle offense with him playing I don't know and that's another storyline will Russell Wilson stay in Seattle or will he uh, opt to be traded it's just there's a lot of different things going on but you know to me that that's the difference between Roethlisberger you know uh retiring and how you remember him versus Tom Brady uh when it comes to playing maybe a little longer than they should. Um, and for me, Tom Brady, this is the right time to bow out. There's nothing left for you to prove. There's nothing more that you need to do. Yeah. I mean, you always want to win more, but you're, you're, you're 44, like enjoy the, the, the second phase of your life. It's okay. You're, you're, um, you're you're not just about what you can do on the football field, and I think that's um, what plagues a lot of athletes is they they see themselves from an identity standpoint is this is all I can do, this is all I know how to do. Um, who am I if I'm not on the football field? Who am I if I'm not in a ring? Who am I if I'm not on the basketball court? And some some athletes get it right, um, and but the ones that stay a little too long, I think they that that's what they suffer from, and they end up kind of like i don't want to say tarnishing it, but they end up putting getting uh kind of like dirt spots <laughs> on their or or on their legacy because they just you you don't know when to just let it go and just say, okay, this part of my life is over. It's time to to see my life in a different way and to focus on other things. And so to me, that's what Tom Brady needs to do. I don't want him to come back. I don't want him to unretire. But whenever they say never say never, it's just it means that they they haven't totally closed the door. And I want Tom Brady to close the door. You you went out yeah you lost but you you he he almost won the game and if if Stafford doesn't doesn't uh you know match what Brady did to tie the game in order to 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 win the game then we might have a different outcome and Brady might be celebrating another super bowl but Stafford stepped up and overcame the you know, his, his past image and won the game and Brady did what Brady did. You know, he came back, they were getting dominated. He came back and tied it up. And that's how we want to remember Brady because that's been a, a big focal point of his career. Just coming, you know, having these come from behind wins or just never being out of a game and that tenacity to just take over and be like, no, we're winning this and actually doing it. So that that's what, that's the time Brady we want to remember. Uh we don't want to we don't want him to to come back and then kind of like we have to shoot to to pigeonhole uh the less so stellar memories of him in. Kind of like how how Peyton Manning was like the 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 last year or two he didn't have any really any real strength in his arm and even though he won the Super Bowl that uh you know when against the panthers everybody was like it wasn't that that uh that Peyton manning won that super bowl they won that super bowl in spite of him it was the defense that won the super bowl it's just they you know manning didn't cost them the game but you could just tell like there was no strength in that arm and they they uh, definitively called it a noodle uh, you know noodle arm cuz it was like he just but he could still the cool thing about Manning was it wasn't that he he had strength in the past but he could still get the ball to the spot that it needed to be in and that's how you know that that was frankly what they needed so and he was still a master of running the offense and that that's the 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 beauty of a Peyton Manning but yeah tom let it go <laughs> you're done let us remember you uh, how how uh, we sh- how we should remember you? Now uh, with Aaron Rodgers, I feel like um, Rodgers has been around almost as long as Brady, and if he were to retire, actually would be okay with it because I mean it's not like he hasn't he he's won a Super Bowl he was he's he's been uh, always well not always but for most of his career either the considered the best quarterback in the league or one of the best and he's still dangerous and, and can still you know take your team you know to the playoffs um, now he may not be able to to win the to, to get to the ultimate uh game the super bowl um but he can get you to the playoffs uh especially if you give him some weapons so it, if he were to retire i wouldn't i wouldn't uh i wouldn't be shocked about it i wouldn't feel bad about it because he's given a lot to the game too and he's been in for a long time but i think that Rodgers, he i feel like he's gonna we're gonna see him play for probably at least a couple more years um that's just my feeling anyway um before uh rather than him retire. But uh, the question would be, who does he go to? I know Denver is probably definitely in the sweepstakes to want to to get him. Um, to me, San Francisco should be considering uh, picking up Aaron Rodgers too. Uh, I know he he's probably not going to the Browns, but to me, if if uh, Green Bay was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll trade you Aaron Rodgers for you know for such and such and such and such and some picks. Like I'm I'm saying yeah to that deal because I would rather have Aaron Rodgers um than what we have. And I like Baker, but Baker Baker's not gonna get us over the hump. And that's just being honest. He's he he's not with 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 the team curr- as currently constructed and with, um, how he plays the game currently, that that's not gonna get us deep into the playoffs. I feel like we're we were we'll uh, we would make the playoffs with Baker because again we we did it pretty good, um, the year before last. But our team was healthy. I think the it's not. I don't blame Baker for the reason why we didn't get there as much as I blame injuries and COVID stuff, because COVID just wiped out <laughs> our whole platoon, um, you know, this year. So I, and those things really mattered. And I think that was one of the reasons why we lost some of those key games that we did. Um, of course, it didn't help that, you know, Baker made some key mistakes. Yes, he was playing injured, but I felt like if he's hurt, he shouldn't be playing um but it was more than just I wouldn't put the blame solely on him as to why the Browns didn't didn't do better than they than they should have than they were projected to do um but that's if they were to say hey I'm gonna trade you Aaron Rodgers for Baker Mayfield and you know this guy and a couple of picks I'm doing that deal I'm doing that deal and and I think Aaron Rodgers Especially with that 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 running back tandem that we have, that would make him even more dangerous because you have to respect a run, but then you got Aaron Rodgers who can who can make any pass that uh you you dial him up to make. It's it's a balanced attack that is just almost impossible to stop, especially if you know, if the receivers level up and they have a good connection with them. So but that being said, it's a dream. <laughs> he's not coming to Cleveland. Um, I, I, so to me, that that that's where that's what his options are. He's, he's either going to stay a Packer, he's going to retire, he's going to either go to Denver or uh, San Francisco. Uh, I think those are the spots where he goes, and he shouldn't go anywhere else. Um, and because I don't, I don't think that he would necessarily do any bit or maybe the bucks. If Brady's retired, I would, I would have him go to the, maybe the bucks Um or actually, wait a minute, actually Steelers too. But so, so yeah, we got, we got two more teams. To add. So it the bucks and the Steelers, I forgot about those two, but I don't know. It's just, it, he has options. It's up in the air. Um, but I don't. I don't think he he'd, he'd um, like. I wouldn't be surprised if he does hang it up. I wouldn't be like, "Oh my gosh, Aaron Rodgers calls it quits." What's, what are you doing? I just because he has been around a long time and he's given a lot to the league, and um, it, it may be time for him to do it while he's still in good health and you know can can um kind of like enjoy things without dealing with too many uh physical deficiencies as related to playing the game. So that's that. Um Russell Wilson everybody's talking about Russell Wilson. I do think that he needs to get out of Seattle because they're they they I feel like they've gone as far as they can go with um with him as the leader there um some of that is on him but I feel like a a big part of it is just on how the team is constructed on both sides of the ball and it just they they don't do anything that actually helps him show his greatness uh from a you know on a continual basis I mean yeah they got DK Metcalf but there's a lot of a lot of things that they that they need that they don't have and I just think it's time for us to get a new, some new scenery and he has some things to prove. Um, but him, him being in a new environment, um, I think would really do him some good. He's a great guy, you know, believer in the Lord and, you know, very charitable, uh, you know, family man. I just, from a, from a player standpoint, I think this would actually help, help him, uh, develop as a quarterback even more. Um, I know he's not, he's not young. He's, you know, he's to me, but he, he's not like an old quarterback either. Uh, so I that's why I say that he he still has uh, something that he can actually develop. Now, if he were to go to a different team, like it would be nice to see him maybe in San Francisco or, um, you know, I don't know if I want to put him on the Steelers because to me that that's the same situation that he has in, uh in Seattle, just they can't protect him like he needs to he would need to go somewhere where he would have the protection of the offensive line so he doesn't have to run for his life every play' <laughs> that's what ends up happening um It's just the fact that he's so innovative that he can he can overcome uh the the craziness of a constant pass rush, but he shouldn't it is is' asking too much for for uh, any quarterback to have to deal with that every play and that's just that's just because of a bad offensive line so if Wilson would go to a team with a better offensive line I think we even we'd be able to see him level up uh, even more uh, so of course it's a dream would I love him to go to Cleveland absolutely because I think that he would be uh, a v- he, he would definitely be dangerous Especially with that running team, with that running tandem that we have, um, but it's a dream. It's a dream. <laughs> He's not going to Cleveland. <laughs> um, especially considering, probably, I, I think a lot of stars probably feel like I'm not coming to Cleveland because of the OBJ thing. Um, I think that that's actually going to hurt us in the long run. With uh, with how we we uh, we handled the OBJ thing. And yeah, everybody's gonna point fingers, oh, it was on OBJ too. He was he was this, he was that, he was this No, I think if you're if you're a team that has a superstar of of OBJ's caliber and other guys, you know, that are superst that are stars that people look at and it's like, oh, he's one of the you know, the um the highlights of the league there's a certain way that you have to treat them, that you have to cater to them. Um, And when it comes to profile, like we have to do a better job as a, uh, like as a franchise uh, to, to make big time guys want to come to Cleveland um, and, and actually stay and they're not be, you know, and, and there not be an issue where things happen how they happened um with OBJ leaving, he we 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 could have been better with him. Um, you know, and that that's gonna discourage top tier talent from coming to us. Like we when we watched that super Bowl, like when I watched that Super Bowl, like <laughs> and listening to the media leading up to it, like Cleveland was getting dunked on like we were getting dunked on like everybody was just like jokes galore like ah i bet cleveland feeling you know like the the memes on social media oh my goodness we were getting destroyed and rightly so because as an organization if you mishandle talent at that level it it really messes with your perception and it's gonna be hard for you to to bring in other guys. I mean, yeah, guys wanna play, they just wanna be in the league, but they still do have a choice of what do I wanna do I really wanna play for Cleveland, especially considering how such and such is treated. Like those things matter. And so we our organization needs to be better. Cause it's it's not like we we hit home runs all the time from a draft perspective either. So it, it, unless we're going to, to up our game draft wise, we have to be an attractive place that players of, of, uh, of, of uh, notable and exceptional uh, talent want to play for. So that's what I'm saying. It's a dream to get Aaron Rodgers. It's a dream uh, to get, to get Russell Wilson because our like, Playing for the Cleveland Browns isn't an attractive, uh, you know, isn't attractive to, you know, a player of their caliber. It just isn't. And if you're the Browns and you're the, the administration for them, that's what you have to fix. How can, we be, make ourselves more attractive? Uh, how can we make ourselves more attractive? How can we make ourselves a place where folks say, hey, you know what? I feel comfortable with the administration. I feel like they're going to take care and handle my career well um, to where I can flourish um, and not you know, be diminished. Hi, everybody. Damon here. And I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon versus Peter, Moving from Instability to Stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed by calling him to be Peter. Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, The dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site. Pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. And so for the NBA check-in, we had the NBA All-Star Game, um, you know, this past this past weekend. And again, I like the format. You're you're playing to a target goal. Uh, LeBron's team beat uh, Team Durant's and uh, it was in Cleveland. So I was happy about that because I remember the. when they had the All Star game, uh, what Michael Jordan was playing, and and it was in, in Cleveland, I remember really being happy about that because I just feel like at the time, like when when uh, when they had that All Star game, Cleveland like we we weren't really, I mean we were kind of just starting to get on the map a little bit. Um, I mean our team was okay, our basketball team, but it wasn't like superb or anything like that but uh it was just it was a great moment i feel like for uh for clevelanders uh, to to have that kind of uh you know media coverage and all the stars being there you know to to have all-star weekend and everything so uh that was that was pretty cool and this was great too like to to have a uh to to have that be the spot where the 75 uh greatest players in NBA history were um were commemorated there and it, it, it was it was great you know to to see just the the camaraderie and, and 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 it meant a lot like because those players um i mean some there were some that were probably uh you could argue whether they whether or not they should be considered uh to be among that group but it was just it, it's a great honor because uh, the, it just it, it's a reward for the hard work you know that they put in and for for what they the, the impact that they made on the game of basketball and so uh, kudos to, to those seventy five and it was just great to see everybody assemble and stand together because uh like like LeBron said in his uh, post game interview uh, you're probably not gonna gonna be able to, to get all those guys in one place like that ever again and so and to do that is just it's a uh it's a big deal it's if you're a basketball fan <laughs> it's a big it's a big deal if you're not a sports fan at all uh in any form or fashion then it 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 won't be a big deal to you but if you're if you're, a uh, you know, a sports fan, an NBA fan, then that matters. And that's cool. Um, Lakers just, it, it's not their year. <laughs> I know everybody, you know, they're it, because look, anytime, because LeBron James is on the team, we're always going to be like, Oh, they have a shot. They'll, they'll, they'll make it. They're, they're not, they're not making it. Um, and that's okay. Um, every team has expectations to get to the championship and, and they should um, and of course the Lakers are always thinking championship, championship, championship because they're they're uh, the, the most uh, the, the winningest team uh, in terms of just from a franchise history standpoint uh, in regards to championships so of course they, that's what their goal is but sometimes it's just it's, it's just not in the cards. I mean, Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. The the team that they have, they just they don't have good chemistry and they I, I think this is kind of proven that they gave up too much. Um and because they, they just don't have the 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 horses outside of LeBron and you know and, and Westbrook um to to really to really do it. I mean, yeah, you got Carmelo Anthony on the team and you know Carmelo he he's he he's going to be a hall of famer uh but f- what what you thought you were getting with Carmelo um is just you can't get that consistent and that that's really their biggest issue is just there's no consistency with their team outside of LeBron You can count on LeBron for like it's the way this season is going, you can count on him for twenty-five to thirty uh, a night. Sometimes in the mid-thirties, and he and you know, along with rebounds, with assists, uh, he's getting steals. You know, he's getting blocks. Like he he's turning the ball but it's like he's he's giving you consistency, and that's that's why he he has the career that he's had. Um, that's what makes him, uh, you know. Right up there, you know, close to to Michael Jordan, um, I I'll, I'll probably never say that he's he's better than Michael Jordan, um, just because of it. Just, you just can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. And I love LeBron. I just you know when you compare careers, um, and you know you look at their impact on the basketball court is just you know Michael's one, but LeBron is is two. And that's okay, Uh, because to me that's that's still rare air. Um, And for for Michael to be inspiration for LeBron, I think that's that's enough. Um, And I mean, I think what LeBron did is probably uh, like when it comes to just his overall resume. is very impressive and and it does it it does put him in an argument you could you could at least argue and have and have some facts and have some uh some realistic arguments when it comes to uh who who's had the better career and you know who's who's a better player when you look at uh how they approach the game of basketball um it's almost it's almost not fair though because they play different positions they have different mindsets on how the game of basketball is played Um, different philosophies so it's just it's kind of hard to (laughs) to really compare but again when you when you look at just on the court the you know and the aura as big as lebron james's aura is michael's aura is just it's it's is bigger even when he came out uh you know during the ceremony he got the loudest salvation one because michael jordan he you know for him to to be anywhere like in, in that fashion is going to be a big deal he could step out in the super bowl and probably get a bigger reaction uh than you know than any any other celebrity there just because it's michael jordan you know <laughs> just kind of like how like it when uh when michael jackson was alive if he was to step out in, in a public fashion of that regard the the reaction that he got that he's gonna get is gonna trump any reaction that anybody else is gonna get because it's Michael Jackson, um, and so that's the that's the uh, the impact that Jordan has and so it I, again you know when it comes to reactions Jordan's number one you know uh, LeBron James is gonna be number two Cleveland showed mad love for LeBron because again he's from there um, but you just you can't beat michael jordan michael <laughs> michael still wanted to play basketball he he got a magic talking about so yeah you know where your shoes at we could go right now <laughs> all magic could do is laugh but you know jordan was dead serious but he he's just he's a consummate competitor um and again i would love to see George said that to LeBron, like, where are your shoes at? And LeBron, like, oh yeah, there's, you know, I got them in the locker room. Let's go. And then just see them go one on one, like, you know, yeah. Even at Jordan, at his age, you just, you just want to see them just play a, a game of one on one. Just, you know, just to see what it looks like. Even if Jordan is past, you know, even if he is retired, you just, you just want to see those two guys interact, so you can kind of put something visual to it. That's what I would love to see. I would, to me. That would be a awesome media event. Because um, you know Jordan can still shoot. I don't know if he can drive. But you know he can still shoot. And so if they had like just a shooting. A jump shooting contest. Because <laughs> I you know you wouldn't want LeBron. To, to go all out on Jordan. I feel like if he would go all out. Uh, Jordan wouldn't be able to check him at his age. But like just. If it was a shooting contest. I think that would be fun to watch. Um, but Again, great weekend. Um, you know, but the the thing with the Lakers, they just they don't have it and and I don't think that twenty two games uh the twenty two games that they have left in the season is gonna make a difference uh in, in them actually getting into the playoffs. I mean if they if they find a way to make the play in even if they make the play in and get in the playoffs, they're not gonna they're not gonna beat anybody in the playoffs because they just their team isn't that great. And and that's just being giving an honest assessment of things. And even if even uh if and when A D comes back, you just you don't trust the guy. For him to have though like those like constant injuries. it it starts to cause you to wonder is he a guy that you can count on and that that was this seems like that's plagued his his career is just these ticky tack injuries and i wonder what his uh who handles his strength and conditioning because to me that's some of that's got to be on who's training him and and those staffs and, and and on himself, how are you taking care of your body? Uh, What are you doing to, uh, to ensure that you, you're not getting so many different injuries? Um, So, because I mean, you look at LeBron, LeBron's, you know, it's not like LeBron hasn't been injured and he's, you know, he's dealing with injuries that he probably hadn't dealt with uh, in the past, but He'll be out for a little bit. Then he'll, you know, he'll come back and he, and it'll be LeBron. Um, he's he's had more injuries in in LA than he's had anywhere else, but he's still when he's on the court, it's like it. He he plays hurt. He's you know, he's still LeBron. It's just, it just seems like with AD, it's like you can still count on LeBron, but can you still count on AD? I don't I don't know. I doubt it. Um, but again. Lakers aren't, aren't doing anything and that's okay. We want to see, it, it's good to see, uh, other teams rise up. Um, I like, I like that the, my, my Cavaliers are, are balling out and they're gritty, you know, and they're, they're playing teams hard and, and they have really good chemistry, really good nucleus. Um, and so it's going to be cool to see how they close out the season. I know they're going to make the playoffs, uh, but it, it's going to be a fun matchup. I don't think they're going to be an easy out um, the East is loaded, um, you gotta love what they got together, I mean, you got Brooklyn, Philly, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, wanna say Cleveland, yeah, you got Cleveland in, in, in there, uh, you just, you got Chicago, it's just, it's, it's really, is really heavy, um, and I'm, I'm excited to see how these playoffs unfold, you got Milwaukee in there, I, I, I have a feeling, that Giannis isn't going to to repeat. I would be amazed. I would be happy for Giannis uh, if he if he does, um, but I just I I don't have a good feeling about it. Um, but again, I could be wrong on that. I think Giannis works really hard and he goes full tilt. He he devotes time to the game. He's trying to improve and get better. You can tell that he cares um, and from what it seems like he takes really good care of his body because you you rarely hear about uh, Giannis having like just reoccurring chronic injuries. And so that's that's a good sign, uh, you know, for him. If we're just going to see how it goes. I think to me, it, it's on him to prove that last year wasn't a fluke because while he did, he did rise to the occasion and play superb basketball and and close the and close out the, the, the championship run with a 50 piece <laughs> you still have a have questions like well what if what if uh brooklyn wasn't riddled with injury um you know what what if uh phoenix Like, if everybody was healthy, would Giannis still have won the title? And those are legitimate questions. There are a lot of things, you know, that um, that happened. But I mean, as I say that, you have to kind of like admit that in, in most sports, there are a lot of things that that have to play in your favor sometimes there are things that you can control sometimes there are things that you can't control that uh allow you to benefit from a win i mean that's why everybody's even though the, the ring is legitimate that's why everybody's talking about uh, you know the the, the, the mickey mouse ring in the bubble no it was a ring because like would you have called it a cheap ring if anybody else won uh other than la that year no they wouldn't have called it that it would have been legitimate. It's just there are there are so many that that try to delegitimize uh, wins, and so it's not that I would delegitimize uh, you know the Bucks win because they they did great, um, but at the same time, you you do wonder if they can do it again considering everything that happened. Um, and that that's on Giannis to prove that, hey, this wasn't a fluke. Now, one thing I don't want to hear anymore is just the whole Dame Lillard thing. The man has made his choice. He doesn't want to to be traded. And just leave it at that. To me, I would stop asking him the question. <laughs> because everybody... It seems like everybody's just asking them the same thing and even he is starting to get um annoyed with it and i will get annoyed with it too because how many times do i have to tell you no i'm I'm not getting traded i'm staying in portland um and this this is where i want to be this is where i want to have my legacy and that's it and i know everybody wants him to get out because they feel like portland is just is wasting his career Um, and while I do agree with that (laughs) wholeheartedly that Portland is wasting his career this is what he wants and so if this is what he wants then you just kind of have to be like alright you know and but then the onus is on him because he can't he can't complain later that ah uh, you know they they didn't do they didn't handle my career well and you know I could have been a lot better if I if I was paired with you know with better players or you know things of that nature you can't say that um like if you write a memoir or you come out with an interview later after you're retired or something like that because you had opportunities and people were 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 campaigning for you um in encouraging you to go to a different team. You can't say that you didn't have opportunity to go. You can't say oh because you you could you could have did it. But for him to to tout the loyalty to a team, I I I get it to a point. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you want to if you want to win a championship, you kind of have to start looking at the writing on the wall because it's, it's, sometimes it's not about you not being a good player but the organization if they don't know how to to get talent to to draft the right talent or to 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 get free agents that want to come there and want to play with you to build the team that you actually need to compete with these super strong teams i mean you're you're not gonna win anything you're you're you may make the playoffs you may make the first round but you you'll get bounced out i mean it's like the, when when they made it to the second round everybody's like ah, oh, here we go and they got bounced it's just because they don't have the horses to to compete with these with these stronger teams and with them getting rid of cj i mean unless they have some big blockbuster plans in place i don't think that is I feel like that would be a really um, a really bad move, uh, but I uh, my hope is that they have a plan and, and that there are guys that they're targeting that are big time that they can pair with Dame Lillard um, that will actually make them uber competitive and 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 really make them a threat in the West, but if not then again it's just another sign that they're wasting dame's time they're wasting his energy um and and, and are taking advantage of his loyalty but if that's where you want to be then all right bro that's where you want to be just don't complain about it later because nobody wants is going to want to hear it nobody's not it is it, Right now, you're, he's getting applauded, you know, um, and a hey, much respect, you know, for the loyalty. But if you turn, you, you can't say anything bad in the future now because it's like, well, you could have left anytime you wanted to. So that that's my take on that, um, you know, definitely respect, you know, the you know, the man's career in this game. But it's just and, and respect the loyalty to want to play for one team. But I mean, again, it don't seem like they're doing right by him, even though he's trying to do right by them. And so uh, to me, that's a, it just feels like it's a one sided relationship, you know, from the outside looking in. But we'll, we'll see how it go. Um, and so lastly, in regards to the uh, to the NBA, um, we got Ben Simmons. You know James Harden. They're you know they're they're getting into the groove with with their new teams. You know Harden's with Philly. Ben Simmons is with is with Brooklyn. That blockbuster trade. Everybody say like, who won it? Who won it? I just I feel like we we won't know who really won the trade until until the uh, I would say probably until next season because you. To me, that that's something you kind of have to gauge over. Now, if if, if Ben Simmons, it, it 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 depends because if both come back, um, I think long term you have to get you can't gauge it based on this season, regardless of what happens. Even if Brooklyn or Philly, uh, you know, wins the title, you you still have to to kind of look at it over the long term because even with the AD thing. Yeah, they won the chip, but at what cost? <laughs> because <laughs> now they've got a guy that's that's often injured. Um and so but it's also something too where you know both while both men have great talents, they also have some deficiencies that you know that, that are plaguing him. Harden, you know, he that hamstring, he just he can't stay he can't stay healthy with that. And his his play kind of teared off a little bit i mean it was he was still james harden probably like 80 percent of the time but there were some lows there um and and so there are questions that harden has to answer on that regard now that he is where he wants to be but the same thing with ben it's like he's still has deficiency shooting and he hasn't played basketball most of the year so what's he gonna look like what what type of Ben Simmons are we gonna see um and so it'll be fun to watch uh, but it's just to me right now it's hard to to um to say who really won the trade looking for a one-stop shop for music movies and television that look no further than music time music time is a 24 7 live tv and streaming network they are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive the tv network features movies reality tv shows hip-hop news documentaries and more and so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community they're only going to get better they're only going to keep growing they're going to continue to increase content so they've just started out their kickoff was the fall of this year so join in sign up and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet music time Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuuzictyme.com It's time for music. The Elimination Chamber was also this weekend on Saturday, and so that was actually a pretty fun. Pay per view. Um, I know there's so many. So many, uh, you know, uh, podcasts that you know that pick it apart for one reason or another. But I actually enjoyed it. It was it was pretty good. I, I um, I like the crowd in Jeddah. I feel like they they really uh kept the energy up. And when it comes to to wrestling, what you want from the fans is energy, is investment, and especially in the last match, I just, I just felt like they were really invested in it. Uh, it was, it was great to watch. I know, I know how there, there are, uh, mixed feelings about WWE doing pay-per-views over there. Some people say, Oh, they, you know, Vince taking that blood money. Um, and I think it's weird that they, that they are having pay-per-views over there, but I mean, from a business decision, uh, if it, you know, they're, they're trying to be lucrative there. Um, but, one thing you can say is that that audience is engaged you know they you know they're cheering they're you know they're they're on their feet and they're they're present uh during the uh during the matches so that is the plus i do think it's weird that they're over there but that's neither here nor there that's that's none of my business (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah the the match that I really liked was the uh was the men's elimination chamber um mainly because it's just like from the start like even with the entrances like there was there was anticipation building up especially when you talked about um you know Brock and Bobby Lashley being in this particular structure um at like and potentially clashing and going head to head. Um, the elimination chamber has, has always been one of the most brutal, uh, you know, pay-per-views just because of like how the structure was designed and the carnage, uh, that oftentimes goes, uh, inside there. Um, but, and they, you know, it was, it was fun to watch and they used the cage and then there was no other weapons other than, you know, the, the chamber and, right from jump i mean austin austin theory and and seth rollins um they you know they went at it i loved the 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 wrestling that those two put together i would love to see a match with austin theory and seth rollins because to me they 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 mirror each other in terms of just um you know transitional wrestling where they can go from one move to other and you know smoothly um without without like a uh a lapse and i just love the the back and forth that those two had like they would that would be a really great uh match or a series of matches like to me i do a uh a a um a modern version of the of the uh the the Booker T Chris Benoit best of 7 match between Seth Rollins and uh and Austin Theory because that I, I that could actually define well like be a uh a a, a star making moment for Austin Theory um, and I think it would also solidify Seth as just one of the, one of the great, you know, uh, wrestlers, uh, you know, today because, you know, you both guys have a, a technical, you know, skill to them. So that, that would be a, a great matchup, but it was great. You got to see Riddle in there. I, I like Riddle. I like Riddle. To me, I think Riddle gets a lot of flack mainly because he talks too much. <laughs> riddle riddle messes himself up it's like look dude it's like just you just go ahead and be the best that you can be in the ring let your let your talent let your ability uh you know uh speak for itself and the the cream always rises to the top uh like you know like the uh macho man used to say uh young in his in his uh career and that's very true when you're good, you don't have to. You don't have to to clamor for people to want to wrestle you. You know, people will come to you to challenge you, and that that's that's called having your ability uh, speak for itself. Uh, so, it'll be fun to see what his developments like. Um, he it would be interesting to see a heel turn for him. Um, I, I want to know what heel riddle looks like. I feel like it would be really dangerous. <laughs> I feel like it would be really dangerous. Um, but I, I kinda wanna see it. But I I like I like this version of Riddle and it and I feel like they're 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 moving him up, you know, and, and progressing him at the appropriate pace and speed. Um and so I enjoyed that. Uh always love seeing AJ Styles. AJ is just one of the best to to ever do it. Um, you know, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um so he just he can never go wrong when AJ's in the match. Now I know Bobby Lashley was hurt because um, he hurt his shoulder with, at the Royal Rumble with all those suplexes with Brock Lesnar, and you know it's just it's hard when you're wrestling Brock Lesnar because he's just so strong and it, it, it seems like he's he's a nice guy. I know he's he's really you know aggressive and physical and sometimes he can be scary, but. I don't think he does things with the intent to really hurt people. It's just he's just so strong that you it you you can get hurt just because he's just too strong. Um but you know Brock he just you know that that match he he injured his shoulder. Um you know well Bobby Lashley injured his shoulder. I guess he was landing uh, on his side too much but taking those those German suplexes uh you know landing on the shoulder so you know they when when they did that that power bomb into the pod spot with Lashley, there is that that was a a way to um to kind of like get him out of the match because he he wasn't gonna be able to take too much physicality. But that also created uh you know just opportunity for for other guys because you think okay the one of the big guns is out now we can you know we can really we have more of a shot. Because probably up until up until that happened, they're like, "Okay, this is great and all," but once Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar get into this, like, where we we don't have a chance. And the funny thing is, was, was once Brock Lesnar did bust through the pod and come out there, they nobody had a chance because he was just f fiving and pinning everybody. But that sequence was so great, like. I, austin theory versus brock lesnar that that was awesome i saw that like four times i I love the interaction even from the from the recognition like brock always knew that he was in the like he he always knew where austin theory was i think he he was annoyed by austin theory from the start because theory was kind of antagonizing him a little bit he was just smiling like okay okay and it just even when theories are it's like he he, i I know where you are (laughs) And then when he gets when he gets AJ out of there, Theory is, is just looking like, oh man, what's going? Like he's trying to regroup. And then Brock looks at him and Theory's like, oh no. <laughs> and this gets even more scared because he takes the gloves off, and you know that that's when he takes the gloves off. That means he's he's looking to split you open. He's looking to like really hurt you. Um, and so. They chased now the scare the as much as the F5 off the pod was this to me it was just as scary uh when Austin Theory as soon as he slams the pod door shut, like Brock just kicks the door. (laughs) Brock just kicks the door in and, and Michael Cole's Captures this perfectly he's like, Oh my god, like because that is that's that's how you can react like that's how everybody probably reacted to that seriously in real time, like oh my god like you're in trouble like you you're like we you're we're scared for you, and I was legitimately scared for Austin there because as soon as he closed, it was like and there was nowhere he could go It's like this man got you, and he took you out of the pot' Like it just and, and suplexed him so fast. Like you talk about, Brock has a really great snap suplex. Like that, that was awesome. And but I like what Theory did, and to me, the low blow is what what Vince was talking about. You know, you you people, you you be unexpected. You give them something that they don't expect, and so. If you're Vince, even though Austin Theory got destroyed in that match, you gotta love him taking the opportunity and giving Brock something he didn't expect in the low with with the low blow, and it's legal because there are no rules inside the Elimination Chamber. So, if you can utilize anything at your disposal to sh- to shut the guy down, that's what you do. And he got a two count out of it. He he got some moves in and got a two count. I w- I. W- <laughs> I didn't think the DDT was going to do, you know, that much to so like. If he had like a to me this is where our, like Austin Theory would really be uh would would really benefit from a quick strike move. I think that's one of the reasons why Randy Orton um is so successful and why he's so dangerous is because that RKO Just like everybody says, it it can, it can come, it comes out of nowhere. Just like the, you know, the diamond cutter, uh, you know, was from down from diamond Dallas page. Like you could put it on in any particular situation and you could you could transition to it out of anything. And it's the same way with the art, with the RKO is it's quicker, it's faster. And regardless of the situation, whether, uh, Randy signals for it, or he just, he, he turns into it out of, you know, out of nowhere, you like you're you're not you're rarely you know kicking out of an RKO, and if if theory had something like an RKO, which was quick strike, that's a like a finisher, then you know I think that would probably be a a big shocker, uh, because that would be something where I would even have Austin Theory get the three. Um, to kind of like chant, to be a shock to the system, but just to have, but that would, that would prove that, hey, he is a dangerous individual to, to shock Brock Lesnar like that. But he kicked out of two <laughs> because that DDT wasn't going to hold him down. Um, but I love the, I love the attempt and and him recognizing the moment. Um, that's, what's going to make him a really great heel, you know, um, with, with his way to seize the opportunity and we all know what happened after that. He tries to escape because uh, after Brock, uh, you know, kind of like comes to himself, and the quickness in which he climbed that chamber—my goodness! Like he, theory is a fast guy, but Brock was scary climbing that thing and just caught him, moving him to the pod, banged him up against the wall, like the the glass, you know, the glass, and then just f five him off like that. My goodness. <laughs> He didn't have to do anything after that, I think part of me i mean and he just rolled him in and him, but part of me was thinking like give him a, give him another f five just to you know just- just to cap it off, but after throwing a man from that from that level um and, and having him land, I'm glad that theory landed that theory landed safely um but yeah, you you kind of gotta protect the <laughs> protect the guy, but part of like give him another five, which is you know which is why I'm a fan. Um, but, but that was that was a good that was a great match. I love that Elimination Chamber. Um, and it it sets up you know a big time high stakes matchup at WrestleMania, um, which is what you want in a WrestleMania main event it shouldn't be just about hey these two guys are you know are in the biggest match there need to there needs to be stakes um and that that's why you want there to be a championship on the line at an event like that but i like it because it's champion versus champion winner take all and so the stakes are even higher and so it's not just about defending your title it's about taking the other guy's title to see who Truly is the um, you know the either from uh, from Roman's perspective the head of the table or from Brock's perspective uh, just the the ultimate beast like who's who's the real king of the WWE that's what we're that's what that match is set to to uh, to solve and I'm here for it I love it we also got you know WrestleMania matches we got Rousey versus Charlotte. Uh, we got Bianca versus uh versus Becky. Um it is gonna be great and I'm excited to i I'm excited to see what WrestleMania holds. Elimination Chamber is great. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views. Because they 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 always have a really great moment inside the chamber. Um and so that was great. And that's the show for today. Take care of yourselves, trust in the Lord. Talk to you next time. Peace.